Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm good. Everything is normal under uh, pandemic conditions. It feels more normal now. It feel it, it does feel normal. I've actually I've, I feel like I've been institutionalized. You know, that's a phrase. I don't know if that if you use that in England, but when you talk about someone who's been living in in a prison or a hospital or yeah, you course, just get yeah. completely used to the parameters and you know you you find yourself not rethinking the status quo to well a, there's to an bits about degree. it i like there's bits about it i like mm-hmm. you know I, lo- I i love people keeping their distance i did a couple of um socially distanced gigs and they were so well organized hmm. people were given a time to arrive and drinks were i just thought let's always do this i i quite i, I wow. quite like that that <laughs> I, I i love a regime me <laughs> well, wait a minute are, but are these the uh the kinds of gigs that are that are outdoors with lots of space but no what 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 I started doing um, towards the end, of the, when we came out of lockdown last time, I found a venue that uh, had loose chairs. So the tickets sold out, and then you put them in the groups of the people who bought the tickets. Oh, right. So you could get more people in, because they were doing a third capacity before, which wasn't good. But this, you could do... You know, it, it looked like a real gig. There, there were just sort of like a few gaps between the chairs. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was just so well, because everyone was so careful and respectful of, the, you know, the whole thing. Uh, it was great. And they're also grateful, so grateful to be out, you mm-hmm. know. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I can't wait to get back to normal because um, I, I, I like normal. I, uh, I uh, enjoy the spoils of normal. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange to be veiled. I think I think the argument against wearing the veil has been been lived by by all of us at this point. Walking I've, around I've with only, a mask. I've only done it in a car or if I had to go in a shop. I walk mm. around without a mask because I don't get near enough to anyone and and mm. I think it's pretty safe outdoors. Right. Well, how many how many people have you killed? I haven't I honestly I've I haven't <laughs> I haven't caught it or given it. I I'm, I'm, right. I'm pretty sure of that. I'm pretty sure of that. I could yeah, be wrong. And that, well, now you're vaccinated and good to go. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. So, okay. Now, I've always thought that in fiction, we create our own heroes and villains as role play for the soul. You know, bad people get their comeuppance or redemption, which is just as good. Good people get their reward. You know, you can sort of improve on life in a way. And we go through all the human emotions knowing that no one really got hurt. It's like a simulator. But why do we actually cry? When there's a sad bit, we actually cry like we feel it. The music mm. can make us cry. It's, it, you know, I know there are some sort of signals and you, to a certain, some, some films, you know, manipulate us. So, so, yeah, what basically, why do we cry at movies like it's real? Well, I think we talked about, the at least my idea that visual media like film i guess books could also qualify here but there's something about consuming the experience of other people you know albeit vicarious in privacy when you're not implicated in the social encounter you're in this very weird social circumstance that evolution has not prepared you for you're in in close proximity with other people, you're you're literally looking over their shoulder or directly at their face, and yet you can't be seen. And there's something that seems like it maximizes the emotional contagion of the 
the experience. I mean, you're just kind of laid bare to their experience, and it becomes a kind of super stimulus. And um, on both sides of the spectrum, I mean, you can find yourself crying, you know, out of the joy of others and and you know, the positive moments. And, yeah, and crying I mean, that's usually uh, yeah, that's what usually makes me cry. Yeah, often often the joyous bits. The I'm a sucker for things like doing the right thing eventually mm-hmm. and all that, the honor and those things that I suppose you're brought up with as being a good thing. So it's a, a redemption, forgiveness, all those, all those things really. And there's nothing I can do about it, you know, almost. And I wouldn't do that in real life. If someone mm-hmm. did an honorable thing in real life, I wouldn't cry. I go, well, right. you know, I wouldn't, it wouldn't catch me. So there, you're right. There is a, we do it more freely, I guess, except in a cinema, when the lights go up, I don't want to be seen crying. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know why I don't, I've cried. And that is, so uh, there is still a social, I mean, uh, is, is that being a bloke, being a man, like you shouldn't be seen? I don't know. But I don't worry about that because I admit I cry. I, I always talk about things that make me cry. I cry at a YouTube video, a soldier coming home and his dog can't wait to see him. I cry at anything, cartoons, if they're, if they're sweet. So it must be something to do that we can't help it because yeah. like the, like, almost like the brain doesn't care whether it's flickering images or real life. Well, in, in some ways, your defenses are, are more down. I mean, even I, I had this kind of an adorable experience with my daughter. I was reading her the Harry Potter novels and finding myself getting choked up that's funny. At various points through them, but I didn't want to, you know, for whatever reason, didn't want to sh- just show her that. So I, I found myself, I was trying to conceal my crying or, you know, stifle it by coughing. And, oh. and, and but so, so she, but, but we had, you know, whatever it was, hundreds of hours, you know, through the course of these novels, right? Because I, I read her the, the whole series and she's getting older, you know, I guess this probably happened over the course of, at least a year, so she's getting older and more sophisticated as as the books progress, and and she's she's continuing to listen to me cough, and so the first for the first volumes, she you know just thought I was coughing, but by the time we got to the end of, <laughs> to the last book, I she she said to Annika, my wife, Daddy keeps coughing while he's reading me Harry Potter, thinking that I don't know he's crying. <laughs> but just out of interest just uh, i don't want to put you on the spot but why didn't you want to let her think you were crying uh, good question because i i'm not embarrassed by it it's just like in the moment is it you don't want to worry her maybe you don't want to worry her that yes. there's something wrong yeah well that's 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 one thing like she would not have gotten what about the moment was making me cry I don't think these were sad bits. These were she more like... She probably was worried. She probably thought you have a terrible lung disease. Yeah, exactly. It was even worse. Yeah. So he doesn't cry, but I tell you, he hasn't got long to live. By the... <laughs> yeah, oh, so, wow. but, but it was like it was kind of... The, I'm sure there were, there were moments like where you know, somebody was being especially noble or you know, more of the, of the yeah. sort you just described. And you know, that gets to me. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nobility, that, again, uh, honor... Uh, fighting justice, integrity, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, anything All, yeah. like that, you know, loss. What's uh, what, what? So, what film makes you? Well, you can't help it. What films make you cry? What films have made you cry the most that you just? It, it was forget it. 
well, one sticks out. I mean, this is again, this is not really representative of all these other moments because I, I do, I do tear up pretty easily and and, yeah. and and very easily with in contexts that don't seem to warrant it. I mean, it could be a just the right beat in a in a wine commercial or something. I mean, like literally. Oh, of course. You know, it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. A Christmas advert. I mean, yeah, forget right, it. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. The first time I'm done. You know. Yeah. yeah. I remember my dad was dying in the hospital in New York. I mean, he's probably in his last month. He had cancer. He had, it was probably his last month to live. And um, I was 17. Wow. And um, Terms of Endearment, I don't know if you recall that film, was, was in, out in the theaters. That, that yeah, then. I haven't and seen I, it, but I've heard it's a Yeah, it's a, just, a, I mean, but it year. is just like, you know, it, I haven't seen it in years. I, I don't know how it holds up, but it was just a driving to the the tear-jerking climax very directly with somebody who's dying of cancer, right? So it's just, it was a totally yeah. on the nose from my experience. But yeah. I was, I mean, the thing that was remarkable to me then was that I, I was finding that I was not crying in the hospital with my dad. And I was kind of aware of that in a yeah. neurotic way. I mean, I felt like the, the character from Camus' novel, the, the Stranger, you know, who gets, gets convicted for not crying at his mother's funeral. Yeah. And then I went by myself to see Terms of Endearment. I'm not sure I was, I even knew what I was in for. And then I found, then, you know, I, I recall crying a lot. Well, I think that that's, that's a release though, isn't it? That yeah. is, you, you were, you know, there were other things that you were crying about, whether yeah. you knew it or not. And you're allowed to cry at that, I, I think. I had a great and somewhat comic misunderstanding with a friend. Do you, do you remember the film Life is Beautiful? Mm. The 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 Holocaust comedy. Yeah, I've never. It's the one that some people say it doesn't exist. Is that the one that not the not the Jerry Lewis one? No, this is um. What's his Roberto Benigni? Is that the oh, Italian comic? Yes. Yeah, sorry, I yeah. thought you meant the. Uh, I thought you were going to say the. Uh, yeah. The the. Oh, I yeah. The, I I'd heard. I, yeah, I don't know that full story about the Jerry Lewis thing. Yeah. No, this is this was much celebrated at the time. I. I remember again. I haven't seen this in you know since it came out, but I remember thinking it was terrible, right? I mean, just I remember, just I, 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 I saw it in the theater with a friend, and so I'm, so we're we're both moaning and groaning through this movie, and I'm moaning and groaning because I'm finding the comedy so inept, right? It's just so unfunny for me. It's just not like nothing is working for me, and so I'm, I'm expressing my displeasure, but my yeah. friend. Is actually, you know, being deeply moved and you know, crying like he's going through the absolute opposite experience, and so we we burst out of this theater, and you know, I just immediately express we just have this massive misunderstanding because we're cueing off each other's sounds, right? Like what you know, he thought I was being heartstruck oh. as well, and I thought he was shitting all over this movie along with me, and then we come out and just and stumble into the <laughs> into a fairly ghastly misunderstanding of each other's state of mind. Well, that, that's, I mean, yeah, obviously people are different, but the other thing about that is, is that you can be in the mood for something, you know, and one, one minute it might you cry, the next day you go, why did I cry? This is awful. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of things make a difference. What, what you're going through in life, context, alcohol, altitude. I cried at The Godfather. I'd seen it 50 times. I watched <laughs> it on a plane and I cried. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, it was because it was beautifully done and I, I loved it. And, you're more, some things make you more mm. susceptible. I, I what, think without what doubt, scene? Do you remember what scene? It was the, uh, look what I did to my boy. When, it, when yeah. I suddenly, suddenly you know, yeah. 
of course, you think of him as this monster, but he, he was a father and his son had died and he was genuinely, and it caught me. Before, I, I think every other time I've watched it, I go, right, he's going to get his own back now. Mm. It was a revenge movie, you know? Right, right, and right. then suddenly it was this really sweet moment where this, this head of a crime family was crying because his son had been, you know, shot to death. So, you know, you, you're thinking differently, certain things, you know, and it's all chemical. I mean, it is all chemical. Mm. By far, without doubt, I know a bit of a film, it's even hard to talk about it, that I can see out of context and I will fucking weep. And that's <laughs> Dumbo, Danger Mad Elephant, when she rocks the her baby to sleep. I, I, I can't, mm. I can't handle it. There's so many things going on there. The innocence of the the, I, I don't the think child. I've seen it, that, oh my god! I, so I obviously, they're, they're, she goes mad that take, people are taking the Mickey out of her. So, uh, but this this baby. is the original Dumbo. Yeah, or, okay. yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, she gets she gets put in a in prison, effectively. And it's got Danger Mad Elephant just because she was sort of, you know, defending, you know, her, her, her baby. And um, Dumbo sneaks to see her. And there's a bit where she rocks him to sleep through the bars. And it's, oh, my God. Mm. And it's just so sweet. And I think it's sweet and it's beautiful. But because there's a, there's a time limit on it, I'm thinking, you know, you should, you should be in your mother's arms for as long as you want type thing when you're a kid, you know. And it's just the fact that I've always worried about that, enjoying something from a short amount of time. Mm. When you, you know, so... There's that, there's the injustice that she did nothing wrong. Same as, you know, when, I, when a, uh, a bull wins and kills a matador, I, I, you know, I always go, good, yeah. fuck you, you know. And people say things like, well, you shouldn't celebrate the death of a matador. I go, no, I'm not celebrating. I'm, I'm celebrating self-defense. There is nothing right. more, you know, euphoric than justified violence. If you're, if you're being held captive and tortured by someone with, you know, knives and spears and you manage to get away, what's not to celebrate hmm. and so there's that there's that part of it the, the injustice of it and it's a it's a kid's cartoon uh, it's so up the cartoon up uh, that bit when he goes through his life uh, it's just oh my god jungle hmm. book you know I've, we've t I've talked about that you know it's funny isn't it that it's it's kids things because because the morals are so pure yeah the the, the fables are so sweet and and perfect that I, I think i was brought up on fables and fairy tales and you are you know, those, are you in any do you do voiceover work for cartoons um i've done it yeah i've done a few yeah i just did i actually just did one for a, a short film with about animal testing mm. that's just oh no but I, I, I didn't mean like narration of of grown-up films but do, have you done any of these like you know pixar movies or you know for like animal yeah, characters Pigeons called mm -hmm. Valiant. Uh, yeah. I did um, the Willoughby's. I've done, yeah, I've done, I've done a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I do like a good, you know, a good kids movie. But just, and I love a fable. There's fables that I can tell you that that make that. I, that we discussed this. Um, I've never, I've never found it anywhere. I hope I was a kid about the old lion. A lion's dying in the jungle, mm. and he's old dying, and all the animals come around him and they're teasing him and they're jumping on him and you know laughing because he you know he can't do anything now and with his last breath he says 
yeah, but I was a lion once. Hmm. And I, oh my God. I, oh, that, that, that. We, got, we, got, <laughs> we have to scan your brain. This is, this has got to get you into a, oh, into a, a, it's a honor. neuroimaging scanner it's, right now. It's, yeah, it's the, no, it's, it's, you know, it's the nobility of, you know, poverty and doing the right thing and all those things that, are, you know, those lessons mm-hmm. that you learn as a kid, they, they, they do go in and there is something beautiful about that. I, did I, um, have I told you the story about Old Yeller, the film Old Yeller? I dimly recall the film, but what do you get? So it's, uh, it's over 50 years old, this yeah. um, movie. And uh, I went to see it. My mum took me to see it when I was little. And uh, just to tell the story, spoiler alert for everyone. <laughs> Uh, the, the dog does not become king, and <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's about a kid and his 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 pet dog, and the the dog gets rabies, and they've got to shoot it. Mm-hmm. And the end of the film is the the young boy. I don't know what he is, ten or eleven. He says he's my dog. I'll do it, and he he has to shoot the dog. And I remember, and it still makes me well. And I fucking bawled my eyes out, and you know. And it, I mean, it was beautiful, but it, it probably traumatized me, but it was an amazing film. And um, so I, uh, I, I once said to Dad, I said, you should see Old Yeller, right? And that, that was it. And then a few years ago, I was, on, I was on tour, I was on a train, and I got a text from Jane saying, oh, I've just, I'm watching that film, Old Yeller. I went, oh, great. And half hour in, I get another text. <laughs> Nothing happens to the dog, does it? Right? <laughs> and I sent a text back. It's a Disney movie. Right? <laughs> One hour later, I get another text from Jane that just says, you cunt. <laughs> oh, That's great. Although the truth I know. is, a lot of these Disney movies have surprisingly disturbing beats in them I and mean, the old ones like yeah. bambi starts with a you know the what is it the, the mother dying or the yeah. father dying is yeah I, I don't i yeah it is or it is or somehow too somehow too much yeah. for me and i'm nearly <laughs> 60 but when you think of like some fairy tales the worst like fucking child murderers yeah. and serial killers and like they're really like um what's that uh ring a ring of roses they used to sing it was about the yeah, the plague, plague, yeah. The tissue, we all fall down. But there's lots of, I, I talk about this in one of my early stand-ups about, you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pound of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. It was about illicit lovers, apparently. Mm. And I didn't realise I was on that. The crown meant it's a skull. It caved in his head. I thought his hat fell off. <laughs> right. But no, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty macabre. Yeah, we were reading some fairy tales to to uh, our first daughter and we were you know my wife and I were alternating at various nights at bedtime and the um but and we were finding these some of these fairy tales to be just starkly inappropriate right I mean just just you know disturbing but for whatever reason we decided that she had to hear some classic fairy tales so we were changing them just on the fly as we read them just kind of cleaning them up <laughs> so, but so how oh. but 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 oh. We were changing them differently, obviously, because you know we were just doing it extemporaneously. You're just kind of just swapping in, you know, little little bits that that covered the holes, but doing it differently. So our daughter was getting this weird sense of what reading was. Like it's, it's like it's not like she's heard this story, you know, now you know, fifteen times, 
and it's been different every time. Like, like, do, do oh. our parents have brain damage, or is reading not what I think it is? That's uh, amazing. Yeah. That that's tough to do it on the fly because you've got to know what's coming next, and you, you you've got to remember yeah. your lies. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's just a house of cards yeah. if one thing's wrong. Yeah, I uh, I mean they've all been updated now. I mean, apart from the you know the, the politics of them, just the just the death and and violence. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's sort of the point. Maybe that is the point that fiction introduces you, you know, taking your mind to places your body hasn't been yet. And, and I think that's a, a, a great thing in fiction because I, I probably did learn a lot from fiction and films, you know, until, until you're, 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 you know, first thing to die is probably a pet mm-hmm. or, or yeah. a grandparent. And, um, it gets you ready, I think, and I yeah, think fiction except, is. I mean, so there's that. There's some. There's some of it that is that is getting you ready for things that you're likely to experience. There's some kind of warnings not to wander too far from your parents' company because it's a dangerous world. But but then there's just the needlessly sadistic and insane stuff. So you know, there's the you know the story. I think it's Hansel and Gretel where the the wicked stepmother convinces the father to let her lead the kids out into the wilderness to die, right? It's like, so we're now introduced yeah. to a world where a father, you know, with his, mm. with his trophy wife can be convinced to kill his kids. And you're reading this to your, you know, five-year-old. It's, um, it's bizarre. But then there's classic, you know, I, I, you know classic kid stories. That it, is, it is death and revenge. And yeah. it, just, it's just, it was just, I suppose it was the, it was the politics of the day. I, you know, as I go back to you know watching medieval things or things about Vikings or Game of Thrones, it teaches you that if you know there's one thing that can get you out of every situation, it's murder. You just <laughs> if they're if they're in your way, yeah. just you just murder them. It's like there's a. Do you remember the you see about getting get rid of? There's an old seventies joke that I remember. A woman goes on holiday with the kids, and the dad stays at home and looks after the house and the pets and everything. And the mother phones home the first day and said, everything all right? He went, yeah, everything's all right. He said, except the, the cat's dead. And the wife goes, well, why'd you break it to me like that? Hmm. He said, what was I meant to say? He said, well, do it gently. Like the first time I would say, oh, the cat's on the roof. Oh, what's it up there? Oh, I'll get it down. Then the next day you go, oh, I can't get it down. And then, you know, the third day you say, oh, it fell and it died. He went, all right, sorry. She goes, oh, just be a bit more sensitive. You know, she went, okay. Next day she calls up and he says, she says, um, everything all right? He says, yeah, yeah, your mother's on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's great. Oh, dear. Huh. Well, I think we've... Uh, we've exhausted the, the topic of entertainment death. and grief. Death and fun. <laughs> Kids' films being traumatic <laughs> and making making grown men cry. Yeah, but so, I, um, I, I think we found you. You honestly, you would be a great subject for a neuroimaging experiment on this topic. I mean, if you, if you wanted, if you wanted to put someone through the the range of emotions, I mean, you're, so what say, they show me, they show me. I I cry at you know, I cry at more serious films, adult films. Yeah. I cry at. You know, Schindler's List and Braveheart, and mm. um, I, I, I didn't want to put those two together. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> no, what, but you know one's what I mean. in color. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't, that was purely the first two grown-up films that came to mind. But <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not yeah. all. It's not all cartoons about animals that make me cry. Right. No, but it, w- it would be interesting because there's a sense. There's an internal sense that I mean. So the output is superficially the same. You're crying in both cases, but it definitely feels different to cry from grief, you know, over loss, you know, real or imagined. Of course. Versus, you know, the the nobility well, of the of self sacrifice or. Well, I've also got a theory else. about that as well. That even though, because you can, I can cry at the same film fifty times. In fact, I can start welling up knowing that something's coming because I I remember it. And I think there's a certain part of us that wants to. Yeah. They, we want to feel better because we know when we cry afterwards, we feel better. We feel euphoric, you know, chemically. You know, we literally feel better. That's I mean, that's what it's for in a sense, isn't it? And it. It does, it does, crying does so much, um, not just to the brain, but you know, chemically to your body and making you feel better. And I think there's a certain part that we like it. That's why I think you can watch a bad film and you can know you're being manipulated mm-hmm. when the strings come in or the piano. And uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've properly wept at Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. And I know because if it's done, it, does have, it, it just has to be done well enough. Yeah. So... There is a certain point that I know it's a simulator and I know I'll feel better after this. So, but also my brain doesn't know the difference because the same chemicals must be flowing. They must be flowing. Even though there's two me's, there's the brain that's going, oh my God, there's something happening and we're crying. And there's me going, yeah, go on, cry. That's a good, and it's Mm. only a film. So that's what I, it's, there's that duality again that we talked about with the, all our mind-body problems that we've discussed, that we know what's happening and there's nothing we can do about it. We know it's not real. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, it's like laughter. You know, to be real, it has to be involuntary, right? I mean, you can fake a laugh. Yes. Or, and you, I guess you could, you know, if you're an actor, you can fake crying. But, yeah. it's, you know... The, but the weird thing about that is it's not like faking fighting when right. you're not punching them. When I, fake, when I fake crying in a series, mm. I am crying. I'm mm. actually crying, even though I know why I'm doing it. When I fake laughing, I'm actually laughing. I just don't have to have found it funny. Mm. So, and apparently, when you're happy, you smile. But also smiling when you're sad can make you happy because the muscles send the same signals in yeah. reverse to the brain. And mm. you go... That's why, you know, what laughter yoga is, isn't it? That it simulates as if it was funny. You, you do it the other way around. Yeah, you, you can drive you know, it you, from below. You drive it from the, yeah. So, uh, but obviously some things hit different people. I love, I love animals. I love the, the, the total, the real innocence of animals. They're, they're not doing anything wrong. So if they're hurt, it's never their fault. And I think that hits you on a subliminal, Mm -hmm. you don't even, you know, I can't, I think of things that I've seen on YouTube of Courtney's Animals and it ruins my day. I have to, I have to get it out of my head to get on with stuff. So I think that affects me more than I'd like. So it's certain things, you know, affect different people, I think. All right. Well, your job is clear. You you have to not cry for until until we next speak. This is gonna I'm gonna put you on the straight and narrow. You got we need uh, you're uh, ruining the reputation of your country to 
You've got what? What, what, what are the wartime posters? Stiff upper lip. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, keep calm and carry on. Keep calm, carry on. Yeah. Is that um, is that actually a myth? A, Were those and, posters? Uh, yeah. Did I have this wrong? Were those posters that... actually never deployed during the Blitz? Was it like a, like a marketing campaign that well that only got, I don't got know. thought about in in oh, aftermath? Maybe. I sometimes think of that with how smart and pithy Winston Churchill's quotes were. I reckon someone got hold of them after and you know improved them, <laughs> tied up the grammar. Right, they were just too good. I don't know. I assume they were real. Um, mm. Keep calm. Was it keep calm and keep calm and carry on. Right. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Don't cry at films about baby elephants. Yeah, I think you got to stay away from baby elephants for a little while. <laughs> they're, they're, it's too strong uh, a stimulus. Too much. It's too much. <laughs> Good. Well, I think we've solved that. Until next time. Great.